What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. Are you ready tonight, Jeremiah? We got ready. questions to answer. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. I see the comments. People start asking questions before we even got a chance to, to log in here and, and get the stream started. <laughs> well, one of the comments that's up here, um, and I knew it would come up. Uh, let's go ahead and add this to the broadcast. Backcountry exposure. Devin, let the X-Mid talk commence. So, uh, Jeremiah, I did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing. Hey, yeah, what'd you do? I spent $700 Seven? on a tent. Good Lord. What'd you get the new uh, Z-Pax duplex? I want to take a look at that tonight. I got the uh, Durston X-Mid Pro 2. Oh. Yeah, major? I forked out the cash, man. Forked what? out the cash. We got our once-a-year paycheck from the uh, Backpacking Podcast. Yes. So, uh, you know. Mine went all to, to the one Camino. big piece of gear. What's that? I said mine went all to the Camino. That is going to pay for my flight home, hopefully. Oh, I can imagine, man. I mean, we made millions last year. <laughs> I mean, yes. I know you're going to be riding, you know, first class, business class, you know, all the way over there. So let's just say I didn't, I didn't collect enough payment to buy one first class ticket home. <laughs> Not, <laughs> no, I could leave Bridget there and fly economy back. That that's kind of my choices there on that. I understand completely, man. So a few rules about the questions tonight. It's going to be hard to get to every question. Uh, so if you have a question, I want you to write in all caps, question, and then your question. And if you happen to decide to be nice to us and throw up a super chat, you're guaranteed your question will uh, be answered. So with that said, Jeremiah, I want to start off with a question I thought was really interesting right off the bat. Yeah, what's up? Um, this one was from, let me find it up here. It was, it figures that when I want to ask it, I can't find it. Oh, it's from Gary Barry. He said, what are your top favorite YouTube channels? Your top five favorite YouTube channels. Oh, so you want to go one? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. Okay. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to give my top five backpacking channels, but then I'm going to give the actual like five best channels period that I like. But I'm going to let you give yours before I give those other ones. Okay. So my favorite five backpacking channels, number one, Backpacking with Jason. Oh, that is one of the best channels on the YouTubes. It is. It is. If you would just want to see good old, like a good guy, just talking about how much he loves the outdoors, Jason's great. Number two on the list, My Life Outdoors oh, with our good buddy Steve Smith. Yes. Or Steven Smith. He doesn't like Steve. He likes Steven. So, got that one. Then after that, another good friend of ours, Dan Becker Outdoors. Yeah, I noticed that you like Steve more than Dan, apparently. That's questionable. Well, yeah, doesn't everybody? I mean, come on. I think um, that's the consensus. Nah, I'm just kidding. I love them both. They're both great guys. <laughs> love them both. They're great guys. Yeah. Uh, next one is a smaller channel. Actually, next two are smaller channels. Um, one I've talked about before, and we've talked about, that's MK Ultra. Oh, so if he funny. puts out a video, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be ridiculous and crazy and off the wall, but I don't care. I'm going to watch it. And then the other one, he's a newer channel. He hasn't been around quite as long, and that's Backpackerish. Oh, Have I you checked out his, his channel? No, I haven't heard of Backpackerish. 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 Yeah, it's okay. a good channel, man. I think I think you give him some time, and uh, he's got a pretty good channel, man. He's a lot of fun. Uh, he. 
he kind of has his own way of looking at things and uh it's a good channel he's kind of funny guy so uh maybe a channel you guys ought to check out jeremiah what are your top five channels i think we should go on one, youtube uh, i think we should go one for one i'll do my and these are oh, no, we could do that let's go no particular order because i would like mine none of them are backpacking channels so yeah, neither the rest of these are not backpacking channels for me. Yeah, and you named some really good ones, and I love all those as well. Um, should I give an honorable mention backpacking channel? I, if you'd like to, yeah, go for it. I'm gonna circle back to it at the end. I'm gonna think a little bit more about it. Okay, my favorite or one of my top five favorite, no particular order. This channel is the future. So, like, we have this podcast, okay, and we have a channel dedicated to it called The Backpacking Podcast on YouTube. And we also have, like, the audio traditional podcast. So, kind of two different mediums. Yes. This channel is basically... Metaverse is coming. It is. This channel hosts multiple podcasts. None of these podcasts are podcasts I would watch with my children, Okay. So the name of the channel is Your Mom's House Studios. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's funny. And let me know in the comments if you are a fan of Your Mom's House. It is so funny, dude. Um, so the basic premise is this channel hosts multiple podcasts and, like, uh, I don't know, content creation. And the main one it's based around is Your Mom's House podcast. That is hosted by Tom Segura, who is a comedian, and Christina Pazitsky, which is also a comedian. So two comedians that are married and uh, have kids and everything go on the road. But they have a, a weekly podcast comes out every Wednesday morning. So really, absolutely love it. Christina, she, curia she curates TikToks that are in weird lanes of TikTok. They are totally random and they do live streams like once a quarter but these live streams like i said are not family friendly whatsoever they even have a heavy segment which you're gonna have to go to the deep dark depths of the internet like one i saw this video of this dude he's holding a firework his hand got blown off now you can't show this stuff on youtube so your mom's house studios is on youtube but their live streams you pay for it i think it's like eight bucks or seven bucks and it's like a hour and a half two hour live stream and they can show anything they want on there because there's a paywall, kind of like Patreon. And right, uh, right. so they they have some they have some heavy stuff on there, and they have some of the greatest guests, some some people that I'm huge fans of, like Joe Rogan or uh, I don't know a bunch of different comedians that they're friends with. But yes, your mom's house studios—that's the future, dude. I think that the mainstream media is kind of going downhill. And a lot of it will be online, and you'll have independent people with their own little studios. Where, like, if we wanted to, if we were to ever make it big time, we could be hosted on a platform of somebody else's. Now, I don't foresee that happening, but I'm just saying I think that that is. Oh, uh, it's happening. Could happen, man. It could be cutting us. You're going to have to retire early from teaching. You're going to have to retire early from teaching. <laughs> I could. So that was my long-winded answer on my first one. What's yours? My first one is actually a photography videography channel, Peter McKinnon. Oh, I love Peter um, McKinnon. Man, I'll tell you what. When I got started, um, I was just blown away by the quality of the guy's videos, his his entertainment quality. The guy's off the wall. You so know? good. He's Canadian, so you know he's entertaining, mm -hmm. and he likes uh, he likes poutine. So, I mean, those two things right there go hand in hand. So, um, 
but no, I think I love his channel. I just I've gotten a lot of uh, inspiration for things from his channel. Um, even the way I do like a talking head video, like when I first started, was very much how do I do this like Peter McKinnon, mm -hmm. and then I realized three things: one, I'll never have hair like Peter McKinnon. <laughs> He's got great two, hair. Two, two, I'll never have gear like Peter McKinnon, and three. I'm nowhere near as cool as Peter McKinnon. So like it, it was just a given. Like I, I just I just love him though. He's fantastic. His channel's awesome. Okay, if you're into photography, videography, that kind of stuff, uh, he's definitely someone to check out. Can I say something about Peter McKinnon? Please do. Dude, I think it's so interesting that he went through multiple stages of life of like he would pick some career or just a job and do it for five to eight years. And I think that it takes right. about five years, depending on your profession, before you really get to a point where you're very, very comfortable and you're becoming fairly proficient. Like it took, I think it takes the average teacher about five years before they're, you know, I don't know. They're, they're really getting up there to the tip top on their uh, abilities. So Peter McKinnon, he's been like five years on YouTube and says he's going to keep going. But before that, he was a magician. And, dude, he can do some crazy things. He's all tatted up on his fingers. Everything looks awesome when he's doing B-roll with his hands. I don't know. I'll never be as cool as him either. He's, <laughs> I love – and oh, anytime, anytime I'm like, man, I need some inspiration for a video, I'll just go watch one of his videos and be like, man, I'm inspired to create. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I got to throw this up here real quick. We're going to get to some questions in a second, but I was talking about MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah, is he Did on Someone here? summoned me by saying my name three times. <laughs> Beetlejuice. So, so now it's Beetlejuice. So <laughs> welcome to the that stream. Okay, you ready for so my what's second? What's your next channel, Jeremiah? What's your next channel on YouTube that you like? Okay, I'll make this one quick. Uh, it's called Audit the Audit. And basically, mm. uh, there's people that do a terrible job of like first amendment audits just out in average society. And a lot of times they're just jerks to police officers. Like a cop will come up and ask you for ID or whatever, or maybe they'll just pull you over and be like, I need to see your driver's license. And the person's like, they barely crack the window. They're like, I'm not, you're not going to see my driver's license. And they have the tone. They have a tone with the, the officer. Sometimes they're in the right. Sometimes they're not. So this channel is I assume a paralegal. He says don't take it as legal advice, but he basically breaks down other auditors' videos or like police either dash cam footage or body cam footage or cell phone footage if it's a you know a bystander or something. And he he'll be like he'll pause it and he'll be like, well actually according to code blah 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 state statute blah 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 this is the law and according to this Supreme Court case in 1983 these are the results we'd expect in this situation then he'll unpause the video and it'll get to another point and so on like I watched one earlier today and there was a guy that uh, lost prevention at Walmart you know they have these like secret shoppers well they had mm -hmm. trespassed somebody and then this guy came into Walmart, and one of the secret shoppers mistook, mistook the identity of somebody they had trespassed for somebody else. And then they called the cops, and this person got arrested for trespassing because they had already been uh, trespass warned. And then it turns oh, out, no. turns out not only did he mistake his identity, but this guy that the cop arrested had also been trespassed from Walmart 10 years prior and had no point at no point ID'd the guy. 
and then actually was on his way to jail and finally figured out whenever he's ready to book him that it was the wrong guy. And <laughs> I, dude, then, then he gets in the car with the cop, the cops driving him home, the cops driving him home. And yeah, I don't know the different positions. I don't know if he's a captain or what on the police force, but calls the cop and says, hold on and has him to pull over and runs that guy's name that he's driving home and learns that he had been trespassed from Walmart 10 years prior, takes him back to jail and books him. And now the guy's suing Walmart for like $10 million, which I don't, I don't know how that's going to turn out. But anyway, the point of the channel is to, I guess, hold police officers accountable as well as other people that are doing First Amendment audits on our uh, public officials. So I think it's very entertaining. Oh, my. And yeah. A lot. That's crazy. Uh, what was the name of that channel again? It's called Audit the Audit. Audit the audit. Okay, yeah. that's good. A lot of people are on here saying things like, uh, I gotta I have to watch this a second time so I can get the names of these channels. Oh, yeah. um, my next one is actually a cooking YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Guy named Joshua Wiseman. Have you ever heard of this guy? I have not heard of Joshua Wiseman. Okay, Joshua Wiseman. He's he was he started his channel as like a 15 or 16 year old kid, and he was all innocent. And nice, and he'd lost a bunch of weight, and he was like sourcing like local food and all this stuff. Then he got to the food industry, became snarky and funny, and now he does these hilarious like cooking videos. But like the food's really good, and he gives you every recipe for free on his website. And so, um, at our house, because of our work schedules, I have to do almost all the cooking. And so, uh, I love watching his channel just because it gives me an opportunity to get new ideas for food at the house. And he'll take things like he has one part of his videos that are called, but better. And so he'll get like the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, but he'll make it better. Or he'll take the big Mac and he'll make it better. And he'll, he'll do stuff like that. It's just a great channel. Funny dude. Uh, definitely someone everybody needs to check out. Joshua Wiseman. I feel, I feel like we mentioned him on the podcast before, but I don't think we took a deep dive. I don't think I have on the podcast. Maybe we've talked about it before, okay. but yeah. Yeah. So if I've heard of him, that was the time. Uh, my third one, this is, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit embarrassing because I feel like I'm too old for it, but it's Danny Duncan. Uh, have you okay. heard of Danny Duncan? No, uh uh-uh. Okay. He, I would basically put it as his YouTube channel is the modern day Johnny Knoxville, Steve O, like that whole crew. So he's yeah. doing, and he knows some of those guys, and he hooks up with some of them, but. He's got this huge YouTube channel that he doesn't really do a whole lot of sponsored videos and he sells merch and stuff like that. And he's super relevant with the, like the teenagers. So there's kids. If you ever seen the, the stupid graphic tees, like I heart milfs or, uh, I don't know. It's always, (laughs) it's always some inappropriate thing that you're buying at like hot topic or whatever. Like a lot of those are his merchandise and you see a lot of the kids wearing them. So I don't know. They're always doing pranks and stuff, but I feel like I'm too old for it. But embarrassingly, I secretly watch it, but I don't tell anybody. There you go. There you go. A couple of really good comments real quick. Throw them up there. We got to get through these channels, though. Uh, should check out Cowboy Kent Rollins. I have checked out Cowboy Kent Rollins. Um, that's where I learned to do cowboy coffee. Um, also, he has a video on fried rice, believe it or not. And it's really good. Um, and then also MK Ultra. I'm thinking about doing a crock pot cooking channel and just leaving the camera running for eight hours. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay, Jeremiah, what's your next channel, man? Oh, you want me to go again? Oh, is it still my is it my turn now? It's your turn, bro. Okay, okay. My next one's another cooking channel, but it's a different kind of cooking channel. Oh, good lord. This one shit. is called Guga Foods. Okay. How do you spell Guga Foods? G-U-G-A. Okay. And his main thing is steak. Mm. Like he has so many steak videos. And he dry ages steak. But he'll dry age it in all kinds of weird things. Like he dry aged one in cheese powder. He dry aged one in Nutella. He dry aged them in like mustard and ketchup and mayonnaise. Like did three different ones. And each one was dry aged in a different uh different ingredient. And he does these things and there's it's dude, you find yourself watching them over and over again and you don't get enough. And then all of a sudden you look at your feed and realize like three out of all your four videos are Google Foods. <laughs> and so uh it's just interesting. It's just fascinating. Like, I, I can't do the stuff he does. Like, his steaks every time come out amazing. And he has these, like, thermometers that he uses. And I priced them, and I can't afford them. Um, but uh, it's just fun to watch. I just I just enjoy watching people that can do things I can't do. This is a stupid question, but if you dry age something, I thought, I, I just assume since dry is in part of the description that, it can't have anything wet that you're kind of like soaking it in. So how yeah, you he... put it in a uh, in a dry like refrigerator kind of thing with a, on a rack, and uh, he ages them usually a minimum of thirty days. Oh, okay. So, but it's really good. Somebody on here says they love Guga too, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, uh, mine is Ball is Life. So we only got a couple oh, yeah. more here. Ball is Life. It's basically a basketball channel. They follow some different crews. There's one in Florida that I really like. There's a dude that has one arm, or he's got like, he's got two arms, but one of them is kind of like gone from the elbow down. But he is a baller, dude. He's way better at basketball than I am. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just really impressive. Those guys are so athletic and they're living the dream, like just literally traveling around the U.S. playing pickup basketball at different places, whether it's Santa Monica or whether it's an outdoor court in Florida, or I don't know. It's just very entertaining, and they hook up with some celebrities, people like the professor who uh, used to be on the N one circuit. Uh, those people that are big fans of the podcast know that I absolutely love basketball. So that's a channel I really enjoy. Ball is life. Ball is life. That's, that's a good right. one. My next one is called Try, and it's a bunch of, a bunch of Irish people trying American foods. And it's hilarious, like <laughs> watching them like like they did one, which was um, uh, they were trying every food at at KFC. What's their nationality? It, Irish. It's from Irish, Ireland. Okay. OK, yeah, it's from Ireland. So the accent is awesome. Um, it is definitely not safe for work. Not one you want to do with your kids around uh, because they're Irish and Irish people. <laughs> Have very colorful language. So, um, but it's just funny watching these guys like try all these foods. And uh, when they don't like something, it's the best. Like one of my favorites was um, they tried beef jerkies from the US. And all, you, I don't know. It's just a great channel. Watching Irish people try American stuff is hilarious. And sometimes they'll even try like uh, stuff from India and other countries too. But it's usually American stuff. And, uh, it's absolutely hilarious. Now, that's one I really need to check out because I've seen some other channels that do something similar. Sometimes it's a couple or, or whatever from different places, and they kind of travel around and try stuff. I think I'd love that. Um, yeah. My last one, 
this one also, I wouldn't uh, watch it with my kids. There are some drug references and that kind of stuff in there, but it is called Mostly True. That's it, Mostly True. And Mostly True. It's all, I don't know what it is. This guy that's making it kind of reminds me of Kyle. Kyle Haytiking, because he's got kind of that college humor, like thinking, kind of the American pie style writing. But I, I don't know. He, I feel like he's only made like 15, 20 videos, and I subscribed to his channel. He had like 10,000 subscribers. Now he's got like several, I don't know, like 800,000 or 2 million. I can't remember the last time I looked, but he'll go like two Those months. Are two ago. really different numbers. Well, let's look it up. Let's look up and see how many <laughs> uh, subscribers he's got. I just remember he almost had none. I say almost had none, but compared to like multiple millions, 10,000 isn't that many. So he's got 813,000 and how many? 813,000. Nice. He's got one, two, three, four, five. He's got 20 videos total. Hasn't posted in a month. Went four months without posting. I'm like, bro, your videos are so good. You got 800,000 subscribers. You know, he has to be able to make a living off that. Like, if I have 800,000 subscribers, but the whole channel is like uh, kind of like stick figures. Yeah. So it's scripted. It's like him. He's kind of talking to himself, but playing two different characters in their stick figures. And it's just funny, like college humor stuff. So if you got five minutes to kill and you want a funny video, mostly true. Um, if you're comfortable watching, you know, the adult humor and all that, then that's definitely something I would check out. Yeah, that's that sounds like a good channel. I have to check it out. Uh, my last one, I if you know me, you know I love football. I like I grew up in Ohio. Football is life. Um one of my favorite channels is Destroying. Have you have you seen have you watched him? No, Destroying? De Destroying. It's not like don't take it for anything more. It's just his, the name he goes by. He was actually one of the he was the an on-field announcer for the XFL this year. But um, He has a channel where he comes out with some coaches and they get all these kids from the area to come together and they have wide receivers go against defensive backs and they run plays and the kid who impresses everybody the most gets $10,000 at the end of the day. No way. Yeah. And you see some amazing football players like young players who haven't gone to college yet. Guys who uh, have been trying to get somewhere, but haven't yet. Um, yeah. It's just like, if you're a football fan, you just enjoy football. It, it's a great channel. And uh, he's got a heck of a personality. The kid yeah. destroying. He's just got a great personality. I have so I've seen some of his clips on different social media, maybe Instagram or Facebook or something. But uh, I didn't realize how big he was. Five million subscribers. But yeah, it's fun because you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtains, if you will. Yeah, and it's it's just cool because he's going out and he's giving kids a chance to really make some money. You know, like, which is which is nice, especially nowadays. That that ten thousand dollars buy a three. You know, three dozen eggs. <laughs> It'll so, buy you a quarter of a car. Yeah. <laughs> It'll buy you a couple tires. Um, but yeah, so that's that's those are the five channels I like. Jeremiah, you said you had a a uh one backpacking channel you did want to mention though at the end. I still haven't decided on it. Well, we'll come back to it at the end. All right. That's we'll how we'll end back. our show tonight. All right. So let's let's get to some of the questions that were brought to us. Um I'm going to have to go with one that's been asked twice now. It actually got asked earlier um, on here as well. And this is from our good friend, Doc Watson. Has the pool started yet for when Jeremiah shaves again? Hey, hey, look at this beard, bro. Look at that. 
That's clean. Yeah. It's going to be growing so the whole hot. time whenever I'm uh, over in Spain. So is that going to happen anytime soon? That's the question we need to be asking. Jeremiah, what what kind of clue could you give people so that the betting pool has an over-under? Well, I will tell you this. My beard actually was longer than this, and we recorded an episode that we published because um, I was actually on spring break for teaching, so we didn't have a live stream. And before we left, I was like, Bridget, what do you think? She's like, uh, you need to trim that down. We're going to the beach. You need to look good. What if we go out for dinner, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I'll clean it up. So I trimmed it up real nice and tight and short, and now it's growing back in. I'm going to say I'll probably trim it before Spain. And then, uh, I don't know, sometimes at the beginning of the school year in August, I just let it grow through the winter, and then spring comes and chop, chop. So I'm going to say trim. So after after the Camino is when we need to consider the bets for this. I think so. I think the betting pool should start maybe around July, August. I think that's a good one. I think that's good. So, so there you go, uh, Doc. That's what you need to know. And then Jeff Peters, did John trim his beard? What? Hey, you look good, man. Look at that I fade. Because here's the deal. I have a deal with my wife. She doesn't ever want me to take my beard off. Smart lady. But she wants me to clean it up from time to time. And and I do, like a lot of people already know this, I work at a church, and Easter Sunday was last week. So I cleaned it up so I'd look nice for Easter Sunday for my wife because we're going to take, you know, you always take pictures and all that kind of stuff in your Sunday best. So. <laughs> yeah, your pastel <laughs> pink and green and all of that. I wore a black shirt. so Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't wear pastels. Um, not my color, but uh, yeah. So definitely, definitely trimmed up the beard a little bit. Um, let's get to another question. Um, let's see here. Mangy Moose. Well, that, that's Doc again. He wants to know when your merch is coming out, Jeremiah. Oh, uh, it'll be the week before Jeff uh, Garmeyer comes back on here, so so I don't lo- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't lose the bet with him. I don't remember what our bet was, but I remember it was something like he'll have something before I have merch. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, let's go to another one. Uh, here's a great one. This is from from Huck, Jason Huckaba. He says, if you had to choose only one backpacking meal for the rest of your trips, what would it be? Man, that's That's an easy one one for me. That's tough That's so easy. Okay, hit me with it. Mine is Stowaway Gourmet, and it's the uh, bison, was it the black bean bison beer chili? Stowaway Gourmet. Stowaway Gourmet. Yeah, I think I've had that. Bison black bean beer chili beer chili something like that but it's really good i mean it tastes like a restaurant it's so it's like you went to a competition like a some kind of a i don't know like a like a competition a chili competition and tried it. it's so good i take that back i haven't tried a single thing from stowaway gourmet i was thinking about uh what's the other is packet gourmet that's a different brand though yeah packet gourmet is a different one okay yeah bison bear or bison beer black bean chili that's it. I just got it backwards. Yeah, it looks delicious. It looks like it's a pretty expensive though. You think it's worth it? Um, I think I have three bags sitting in a crate right over here. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get like a multiples of them for each trip. But I would definitely. I always try to. If I'm gonna have a longer trip, I definitely have have one for my trip. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm thinking something Mexican related. 
like some kind of taco themed, something like that. Or maybe even the, uh, is it sweet pork and rice? Is that what the, it is by Peak Refuel? That's good. Yeah, that's a really good one. I really think that if it's an only backpacking meal that you can take, you need to make it versatile. So if you did like a, uh, you could make like a taco bowl or a burrito or something if it's Mexican thing. But that sweet pork and rice is so delicious. You just got to make sure with the pork, whenever you're rehydrating it, stir it up enough. Because I always do the time it says on there. And I stir it up and like add half that time back. So I do 150% of the time. And it's still like the pork is kind of like, you know, it's just a, there's something not, it's not fully rehydrated is what it is. Have you had Trail Magic VA? Like their their sweet pork stuff, that they, their Hawaiian pork or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but it was really good. I never even heard of Trail Magic PA. Or VA, like Virginia. VA. Oh, okay. Trail Magic VA. Yeah, you need to check them out. Like, I don't think, I don't know if they have a website or not. I, they could, I don't know, but I... I, I got to have some of their stuff. It was really good, man. It was really good. I don't see anything on. All right, let's but... uh, let's get another one. Um, favorite beard oil. Favorite beard oil. I gotta say, mine's probably the. Uh, well, that's the balm. I was gonna say the uh, like the chocolate covered strawberry from Outdoor Beards. Oh, okay, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I love outdoor beards. I also have a barber here in town that he makes his own beard oil, and he has a big beard, too, and his stuff is really good, too. So yeah, um, anything that doesn't have a base of, like, uh, coconut oil, I'm a big fan of. I don't, some mm-hmm. people, they get, like, an allergy. You get kind of a skin breakout from that. So something to be aware of if you're planning on growing the beard out. But I want to say the uh, something sweet beard oil. I like it. Something sweet. I like smelling like that something like sweet. Great one. Makes me a little sweeter. I like the one that's like the pancake and maple syrup flavored one. Oh, you tasted it? You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't had the pancake. It's pan- really good. Pancake and maple syrup. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, here's another question. Um, <laughs> this one, we got a super chat. It says, three options. Wayne National Forest, Hoosier National Forest, or Allegheny National Forest, best backpacking? Question mark. Bro. Not Hoosier. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hoosier. What? I'm going to go with Hoosier. You're lying. I have to, man. I haven't visited Wayne National or Allegheny National. So maybe you Are you, you sure you me. haven't? I don't think so. Wayne. Isn't, isn't Wayne? Isn't that near a. Uh, isn't that in Virginia? Isn't that uh maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm gonna have to look that Wayne up. I thought National Wayne, Forest. I, I know Allegheny's in Virginia. Wayne National Forest is Athens Ranger District in Perry County, Ohio. It's got the covered bridge. Ohio. Okay, that's definitely not it then either. What's Allegheny? Um Allegheny. I I know I've been to that's in PA, Marionville, PA. So a hundred miles northeast of Pittsburgh and covers Half a million acres of land. Man, that looks absolutely beautiful from seeing the photos and stuff. If you give that a goog, gosh. I've not been, I've not been to any of them, but I'm picking that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, I retract my statement of Hoosier National. No offense, Hoosiers. I know you love your state of Indiana, but yeah. uh, PA, dude, this looks amazing. 
I've done very limited backpacking in PA, but man, they have, it's people. I mean, PA is underrated. It's really underrated. Now, doesn't the Hoosier National Forest, though, have the Peninsula Trail there on the lake? Or am I thinking of Charles Dean Wilderness? Because those are pretty close together, maybe even over. I think you're thinking Charles Dean. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think you are. Hoosier National Forest and Charles Dean are really the kind of the only couple of places, I think, that has that much backpacking in Indiana. I think most of the time they have to so. drive out. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, we got another question. All right. Has the train derailment spiking chemicals in the water done anything to affect your upcoming hikes for y'all near Ohio? I'll answer that with a heck yes. I'm not going. Um, yeah, at least not near there. I'll go in places that are not near that, but I'm not hiking anywhere near where that was. I'm not either, but, you know, I I, I don't spend a whole lot of time in Ohio. Um, which, is a, which is a real shame, man. Uh, armpit of America. That Sorry. is not true. And that Sorry, is Ohio. Wrong. You should apologize right now. I apologize that you live there. That's terrible, dude. You can. Move. Why do you feel that way? I don't. I don't know, dude. It. I just feel like every time I go north, Kentucky people, Kentucky people hate Ohio, and there's never a reason for it. Like Ohio never did anything to Kentucky, but everybody in Kentucky hates Ohio. It's so weird. Here's what I think it is, dude. I don't think it's Ohio's fault. They just happen to be located. Anytime you need to go north, I'm taking I-75, and for some reason, I'm driving the entire length of Ohio, and it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. If you drive the entire length of Kentucky, it doesn't take that long. How how long would you say from, like, The Cincinnati? length of Kentucky or no, the height of Kentucky? The height of Kentucky. Because if you're doing, like, the length, it's longer than the north, like north-south of Ohio. I agree. I was talking about height. So, like, okay. from Cincinnati to the t- Kentucky-Tennessee border. That's, what, three hours maybe? I don't know. Something like that, two, two and a half. Ohio, dude, anytime I need to go to Michigan, I feel like I'm driving in Ohio for eight hours. And I'm just like, oh, You're gosh. not. Well, that's that the way old. it feels. That's the way it feels to me because I'm staring at Ohio. No offense, Ohio. I still don't understand why you hate Ohio. Ohio did nothing to you. Now, I will say the uh, southern part of Ohio. You're you're racist. That's not racism. You're racist against Ohioans. That's geographic prejudice. You are so racist. I I did see somebody posted something on Facebook, and I was like, Bridget, we got to check this out. They have these um, places in Hawking Hills that you can rent, and one of them is like like a dome shelter or whatever. And it had a hot tub. It had an outdoor shower. It had all kinds of amenities inside. And I was like, Bridget, we need to rent this place. I was like, let's see if it's available before we head to Spain. And I checked. I want you to take a guess. This is in Hawking Hills. How much do you think per night it was to rent this little dome place? I'd say 500 square feet. I have no feet. idea. Like, what, 200 bucks? It was on a cheap night. It was already booked for the weekends. I don't know how far in yeah. advance. But it was booked for the weekends. One weeknight, $300 a night. So I was like, we need to go for two nights. Let's see if we can hit a weekend in May before we head out. All booked up. And I was like, I bet this is $500 a night on the weekend. This is like. Has to be. Yeah, I guess it'd be more of a honeymoon destination, more of a special thing. But I can't swing that for a hotel. Just too much. I'm sorry, man. Well, hey, I'm going to do something real quick. My son just came to my door, and this is really weird that I'm having to do this, but I'm going to go find out what's going on. 
because you know I'm a parent. Go so, ahead, man. I'll Jeremiah, answer some I'm just going to turn it over to you for a couple seconds to kind of talk without me, if that's cool with you. All right. Full interaction with the audience here. If y'all have anything to say, too. Um, I'm going all the way back to the beginning to Jessica. I hope I'm saying this correctly. Howarth, she said, preferred easy and light hammock suspension. So, I wish I had better answers, but my hammock suspension, I typically go with the uh, beetle buckles and the D-rings, I believe they're called. And uh, that works perfectly fine for me. Tarp, I'm going to say Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, has one of the most nifty ones with just line locks. It keeps it simple. Let's also go with... um, Thoughts on the bridge hammock. So I have done a bridge hammock, and it feels to me like it's a little bit tipsy, if you will. What's cool about it is it's like laying in a bed like you would at home, so maybe a little bit more comfortable because sometimes whenever I'm laying in the hammock, I feel like my shoulders are just like crammed in. You know, if you lay diagonally, it's a little bit better. But with the bridge hammock, you get none of that. I actually tried putting a a sleeping pad in there, and it works out fine too. But if there's any part of your body that is not on that that sleeping pad, then you're going to get cold feet or whatever part's hanging off. But underquilt is so much better. And I think – What was the question? I'm talking about – the bridge hammocks. This is from Riff Outdoors ah. just talking about it. They were talking about tarp tents, which I haven't seen, but I tried War Bonnets, who is a, a sponsor of the the channel here, and I think that they make a special underquilt for the bridge hammock. So if you're going with the bridge hammock, I would probably order a special underquilt just to, unless you want to save the money, you know, if you have a pad that you already have that you, you want to use and save the money, but... Underquilt is so Well, I would also better. say if you get the Dutchware gear one, they're made to use with regular uh, underquilts, I believe. The bridge hammocks? Yeah, I believe so. I, th- I think the Dutchware, the Banyan, is that what it's called? Uh, I'm not sure, but they do have the suspension system that I mentioned while John was away on the... Uh, it's a, a Dutch... It's a D-ring, right? Or what What do they call it? What does Dutch call their little hook? Is it just a Which Dutch one? hook? I don't know. They have Dutch clips? You're talking about the Dutch clips? clips. Yeah, that's what it is. And then the beetle buckles is what I use with the spider straps, I think they're called. Yeah. Well, I want to go to another question I saw on here because my answer actually goes with a super chat we just got that we'll pull up in a second. But it's uh, a question from Jeff Peters. He says, if you can have an outdoor adventure with any famous outdoorsman or woman, uh, dead or alive, who would it be? I to think about that. My, I know mine right away. Go ahead. Grandma Gatewood. That would be a fantastic one. And I want to I want to go to Hocking Hills with her because that was like the place where she kind of that was kind of her home turf. Oh, she cut her teeth in Hocking Hills. Hocking Hills, I believe so. I mean, if I'm wrong, somebody let me know. But I'm pretty sure uh, that was where she she kind of did her thing. So. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'll tell you, man. Like, that would be cool. You want me to give mine before you do the super chat? Absolutely. I'm gonna say it is a tie between Lewis and Clark. Oh, that's cool. Because I think that would be so fun. Or 
You know, actually, I think I'm going to have to give it to my man, Daniel Boone. I think that it would, be, it would be, oh, yeah, that'd be another really good one, John too. Muir. Yeah. But Daniel Boone, dude, he is, for Kentuckians, I mean, he's a legend. Dude, we have the oh, yeah. Boone National Forest here. He's explored and mapped so much around the Appalachians that, can you imagine just sitting down for a night and hanging out with that guy? Mm-hmm. Any of them I know a guy who's great. one of his descendants lives in Winchester, and he goes around and does like reenactments as Daniel Boone. Oh, I don't blame him, man. Who wouldn't want to be Daniel well, Boone? Exactly. So the super chat, the reason I said that ties into a super chat mm-hmm. uh, is because Lisa Williams said, you really should visit Hocking Hills sometime. So, figured I'd throw that out there. You should really visit Hocking Hills sometime. Dude, I I think it's uh, our world outdoors hits there a lot, and uh, it looks absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. It I, There's not a ton of backpacking that I'd want to do in Ohio, but that southeastern section... It really reminds me of Kentucky, and I would like to check that out. Hocking Hills, and what's the other one? Carter Caves, is that what it's called? That's in uh, eastern Kentucky. That's uh, just in Olive, it's in Olive Hill, Kentucky, I believe. Oh, okay, so I was mistaken on the Ohio part on that. And I've been, I've hiked through Carter Caves multiple times. And how is it? It's pretty sweet, but they had to close off the caves that you didn't have to have a tour through. Like, they had caves you could just walk through and that kind of thing. But they started having an issue with bats. Really? Like feral bats or something, and you can't go through there anymore. So, Mm, Well, that stinks, but I'd still like to check it out. That'd be fun. Oh, I forgot about this. Lisa Williams posted on here, Dixie hiked Hocking Hills uh, with gear similar to Grandma Gatewood's. I forgot about that. She did a whole video like that. Oh, there you go. She got online and bought gear that would have been just like what what Grandma Gatewood would have had, which is pretty cool. Can you imagine, dude? You know, we complain now about gear, and we'll spend five hundred dollars to shed a pound, seven hundred dollars <laughs> for a tent. And then Grandma Gatewood's carrying around a potato sack stuffed with a blanket uh-huh. and whatever. I just can't. I can't. Oh, even and then Lisa also added this: the the trail through Hawking Hills is called Grandma Gatewood Trail. Oh, well, there you go. That's pretty sweet. So, okay, we got another great question, and okay. this one's for you, Jeremiah. This one's geared straight towards you. All right. Uh. Could Jeremiah hike the AT as a school teacher without taking any time off from work? He's got every holiday you can think of, plus all the summer. He lives fairly close to the trail. Well, I do live fairly close, but it depends on what part of the trail. Because Mr. Backpacker, you'd have to go north to south, wouldn't you? I would to probably make that work. No, if you wanted to start it, so our summer break, I think my last day of school is May nineteenth. So that's like graduation, and then I probably have to work like the following Monday, like as a closing day. So say June 1st be your starting day? June 1st, you would have to start in the middle and then hike north. And then during the colder months, you could start back in the middle around Harper's Ferry and hike south. Because I was actually looking at it. Um, I was looking at start starting at Harper's Ferry and maybe taking the two to two and a half months during the summer break and actually start, you know, because we had to be back usually like the last week or so in July, first week of August. So that, that would give you about two months, and you could crank out almost half of it in that time if you're really booking it. So the main thing is, is you got to make it to, is it Baxter State Park before they close it, October the 15th or whatever? You mean up in uh, Upper Katahdin is? Yeah, you got it. 
it's really far north where they start closing. Yeah, I almost it think down. you. I'd almost think you'd want to start as far north as you could, and just work your way south. You could. Um, I think either way, if you could do the top section during summer break, then you would have your other breaks to do it. But here's the problem. What I was going to say is, Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir, is up all the way like to Damascus on. Yeah, section he's in Virginia high. now. Yeah, so. That's absolutely fantastic, but here's what starts happening. If you live in Kentucky and you have to travel to the AT to section hike it, let's say you're doing four or five days at a time. That's all you can get off work. Well, the further away from Kentucky you get, you know, Georgia's fairly close. Tennessee, really close. Virginia, West Virginia, like all those on the East Coast are really close. Then you start getting above Virginia, and all of a sudden your car ride goes from four to six hours to double, you know. So if mm-hmm. you if you go home and then you gotta go back up to New Jersey, it's you're talking about days of travel, not just like let me spend the afternoon driving and then get a hotel and start in the morning. So that's the problem with section hiking the AT on the teacher schedule is you have to be able to either afford a plane ticket or do a ton of driving to get back there. So yeah, that's that's a lot of work, man. It's a good question though. Very good question. It's a great question. Okay, the next one, I'm going to put this on here so people can see it. Um, but this one is from Metro on the Move. I don't know if people can see it or not. Let's see. I'll have to move it here. Hang on a second. Um, it said, uh, question for me. It says, how many miles do you hike per week? What's the next trip you have planned? And do you plan to make a hiking adventure collab video anytime soon? Okay, so I just started training a few weeks ago for the Outdoor Vitals 100-mile challenge. And uh, so right now I'm hiking between seven and 10 miles a week. It's what that's we're at the beginning of the training for it. So about seven to 10 miles and that just ups every week till you get a little bit more like in, in a few weeks, I'll have to hike at least 10 miles a week. My goal is by the time the first of July gets here, which is just before I do my first hike, um, that I will be doing 30 to 35 miles a week, getting ready for it. So, um, but that's that's the plan right now. And then, uh, what is the next trip you have planned? Uh, probably that hike in July. I don't know where I'm going yet. I've got to find a sixty to seventy mile trail, and then like a thirty to forty mile trail. So uh, there's part of me that's thinking what I may do is just hit the south end of the Sheltoe and hike north and see if I get to hike it without all the rain that I had the first time I did it. So I could be doing that. That'd be fun. And then do I plan on making a hiking adventure collab video anytime soon? Probably not. I'm terrible with those videos. <laughs> I just, I'll just be honest. Like I, I get hiking and I forget to video anything. And so it just doesn't even matter. It's even it harder. Even matter. It's even harder when you're with other people because you're, it really is. You're too yeah. busy talking it's and really hard. Fun. Did you notice my strategy on the, uh, doing the talking head on the trip videos, the talking head style title and thumbnail? while filming a trip video. The last one yeah. I did, 16,000 views on a trip video. Didn't think it was possible. I did not think it was possible, but here we are, lo and behold. Well, you are Jeremiah Stringer, so there is that fact. Working that a that, that personality comes through regardless. We do have a super chat from Hoagland Outdoors. I hope I'm saying that right. Do you all think it would you would take a trip in Montana Heck in a heartbeat? yes. I would in love a heartbeat. Montana. I just got to know how to, what to do. I don't know where I would go in Montana, but I would love to go to Montana. I I've actually know. been there multiple times, and it is beautiful. 
Isn't it Yellowstone? Isn't that the TV show on Paramount Plus that uh, has everybody dying over Montana? I think so. I think you're yeah. right. Well, I'm not caught up. We're a season behind, but, dude, I watched that, and I was like, man, Montana looks absolutely gorgeous. I've been through Wyoming driving whenever we were going to Mount Rushmore, and I got to imagine yeah. Montana's just as or if not more beautiful. So, I, I know Montana's beautiful. I've Like I said, I've been there, and uh... – Dude, it is, it is a it is a sight to behold. That's who, for sure. Who was it that had that super chat? Uh, that was Hoagland Outdoors. Hoagland, why don't you uh, comment a couple of different um, trails or like areas that if we were to go to Montana, we could check out? Because I literally, yeah, that'd be great. I literally have no idea where you'd begin, but I know there's a lot of remote locations. I like watching that show Mountain Men, and. Uh, they have some people on there from Montana, and it. When I say mountain men, that is not an exaggeration. Those guys yeah. are mountain men with a capital M. Yeah, well, we're getting we're about ten minutes from the end of the show, and I want to make sure this question gets in because I think it's great. This is from Bob Jones. He says, um, "What are your bucket list hikes?" Oh, what are your bucket list hikes? I'm gonna say one for me is definitely the Camino de Santiago, and I'm gonna get to check mark that one off. Um, right here this summer, hopefully be able to complete it, barring injury or like mental health issues. But I, I'm gonna say that's my number one right now, and then I'm gonna think and see if I can figure out a different one. Probably the JMT out west because that would take about a month and those month-long trips do good for me because of my teaching schedule what about you yeah the john muir is on the list first on the list like ever since uh the movie mile mile and a half <laughs> got you hooked, didn't i it? gotta go i gotta go it's just hard getting with kids it's hard you know it's hard because the age they're at to, mm -hmm. to do that so that would be the only negative for me um and it would take about 20, 25 days, somewhere between 20 and 25 days to do that. So, um, although I am up for a uh, sabbatical here soon, so uh, I may take my sabbatical and do that hike. That so, would be a great one. Penhody yeah, Trail, I'd like to check that out too. What's that? Penhody Trail. I think that would be a good close enough to home for me and would take, you know, long enough to kind of fit the schedule. Penhody would be a yeah. good one. And the uh, Foothills Trail, you know. That's I want to do Machu Picchu. That that would be another oh, one for me. You've been watching Rob. Pelton. I want I want to see the painted mountains. You know, like uh, that's that's a big bucket list one for me. And I want it. There's one I want to do. My wife still hasn't written off on it yet. It's the only it's the only hike she's ever told me no on. By the way, um, I want to do the base camp for for uh, Everest. Oh wow! I want to do Everest base camp. It's twenty thousand feet. I think uh -huh. the base camp is. I don't want to go. I'm not gonna. I'm trying. I'm not going to try and summit Everest. Yeah. Uh, as crowded as it is these days, it's just, it's, it's almost not worth it. You know what I mean? So, so what do you um, do for the, do you hike up to the base camp basically? Is that the goal? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that'd well, be a lot of people, I think, I think Darwin just did it this past year. I guarantee you get some amazing views too on the way up yeah. there. You don't yep. have to make and it to I, the summit. And I want to find, I want to, I want to hike in Iceland. Oh yes, dude. I really want to hike in Iceland. That's another big one for me. If I could if I could hike in Iceland, I would be a very, very happy person. Dude, there's so many places that we haven't even considered. When you hop across the pond, I guarantee you there's so many like think about Scotland. 
Okay, so I went to the Grayson Highlands recently, and I was like, gosh, this just, I feel like I'm in a movie, and we're on, we're on set, and we're somewhere in Scotland. You know, it's like a yeah. different world in those Highlands. And uh, it just makes me think, dude, if I could make it over to Europe and hit some different places. And then South America, there's so many. I don't know about Australia. I think that uh, uh, there's a ton of desert there. So I don't know if I'll even ever make it to Australia. But New Zealand, I bet you there's some great places there. I know there are. It'd be it. That'd be a great place to go. I also, at some point, I want to hit Ireland just because I've always wanted to go to Ireland. And if I'm going to be there, I want to hike. Are you part Irish? So, I my last name's Kelly. You can't get much more Irish than that. So there you go. I definitely like to do that. So uh, we got another good question. I like this one. This one's really different. If you could own any outdoor company, which one? <laughs> I don't think I want to own an outdoor company. That sounds like a lot of work. But if you could, if you could, if you could own it, you don't have to run it. You just have to own it. I own it. I'm just getting profits. Yeah, you just hire everybody mm. else to do the work because you're you're loaded. You do the backpacking podcast. <laughs> My <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably a a big box company, maybe like Osprey. I, that because that was kind of the first backpack that I bought, and I was like, this is good entry backpack, and uh, it carries everything well. And it's in stores all across the world. So maybe I go with a company like Osprey. And I feel like you'd have enough capital that you could kind of experiment with whatever you wanted to there as opposed to some of these smaller companies where you have to kind of tailor to, um, I don't know, certain needs. I guess you got to do that with Osprey too, though. So that might be a mute point. Everybody's answering for you, though, which one you should own. And that's um, Gonex. Oh, good Lord. Go next. So, <laughs> wait, they keep coming. There's another one. Oh, <laughs> Nature no, hike. I, I'll, I'll be honest. If it was me, uh-huh. if if I was gonna own one, um, I would own outdoor research. Oh, I one. love outdoor research gear, and I am a big fanboy, like huge fanboy of their gear. And probably over the years, if I'm talking about gear I've bought from one company. I've probably bought more gear from Outdoor Research than any other company. And I would like to own the company, so I just get the gear for free so I don't have to buy it anymore. So That's a really good That one. would totally be what I would do. I think I've got some warm weather, or I guess it's cold weather technically, a beanie, a down beanie, and uh, my little mittens that has the thumb, little thumb cover that you can take off in the hands. So handy yeah. with Outdoor Research. Love those things. Now, one company I wouldn't want to own because I would be putting my friend out of business would be uh, Hilltop Packs. Hilltop Packs? Would not want to own that. And uh, Ben McMillan did say we missed an opportunity to say go next. So <laughs> Look at him coming in late. Got to get Ben in there. Um, all right, Jeremiah, let's get, let's get uh, what time is it? We can get two more questions in, don't you think? Yeah, we have any, uh, I don't know if anybody asked any poop-related questions. We've got we... one. I'm saving it for the end. we got okay. one question for the very end. That is poop related. I'm going to save it. Well, can I ask um, you about the uh, X mid then? The X mid. Yeah, we already talked about the X mid and what we did you... at the beginning. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Okay. Um, I, was there was actually a question though about why wasn't there? Yeah, because I don't know what really made you pull the trigger on that. Because you have um, the 40s too, and what's the other one that you have? 
Uh, I have the two by Gossamer Gear. The two, yeah, GG. Yeah, okay, so here we go. I'll pu- I'll pull this question up so we can, because uh, this one's actually from Dave Off Grid. Yeah, great guy. So let me select this whole thing and we'll get this on here. Sorry, this question is actually from one of our pages, not actually from uh, the chat today. So yeah, producer, John it's this one right in. here. It is what made J.K. finally go for the X mid. And the answer to that's actually really simple. I have tried to buy an X mid for three years or four years or whatever it is. Ever since the first one came out on, uh, on uh, what was it back then? Um, I can't remember the, the name of the co- of the the website where you could buy stuff. But garage uh, grown gear. What's that? Was it garage grown gear? Is that where he sold them? No, in? it was it was something else. I can't remember the name of it anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, a drop mass drop. Oh, okay. it was mass drop. Yeah. And now I think they changed it to drop and they don't even do outdoor stuff anymore. I don't think, but, um, I remember when it first came up, I wanted to buy one and it sold out really quick and I have tried to buy it, but whenever I had the money, it wasn't in stock. And then whenever it was in stock, I didn't have the money. And, uh, so, you know, when we got our $5 billion paychecks from the backpacking podcast this week, I, uh, I reached out and, and finally bought one and it was in stock. So I've actually, this is one tent. There aren't many tents where I'm just like, I want this tent, but I have wanted this tent for a long time. And when you remember when we had, uh, we had Dan Durston on a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, so do you need testers for that pro one that's coming out? Do you need testers? <laughs> he said, Nope. Apparently I wasn't important enough to be one of those testers. <laughs> so, uh, but that's he did okay. get my money. So I think he worked, I think it worked out really well for him. So that was the only reason I haven't had it yet was because I've been wanting for a long time. I just haven't been able to pull the trigger because either I didn't have the money or they didn't have it in stock. So we call it the stars aligning the stars aligned. Okay. We got one more question before our poop question. And this one comes from all things outdoors. If you could do anything for 2023, what would be your ultimate adventure? You can do anything. And I'm going to fly to a lot of places and see a lot of things. I'd say maybe check out all the wonders of the world. That would be like my year. Maybe do one every month or every other month. Wow. Don't you think that would be baller? That would be. Yeah. That would be. I don't even know what they all are, and I'd still like to see them. Man, if you could do anything, I think I would. This is just me. I would love to get the seven peaks you know what the seven peaks are right no what are they there's the seven highest peaks on each continent oh man that's a lot of work yeah but it sure would be fun oh you know I what i mean like it, not too many people get to say they've done that you know that means i would have to get on everest you but, may uh you might be the first person to ever do that if you were able to is there people no, that's hit no, there's at people, all? there's been people that do it on oh, every yeah, continent that have done it. yeah yeah there's people that have done it I wouldn't be the first person to do it, but I would love to be somebody who has. That would be pretty awesome to be able to to say you got all seven of the main peaks. Some of them aren't very high. Like I think the one in Asia is like six thousand feet or something. It's not very high. Oh, okay. Um, but like, yeah, not every continent has like like in the U.S. I think it's Denali. Is that right? Up we in got, Alaska. Yeah, Alaska's got the highest peak. I don't know if it's Denali, but it's definitely in Alaska. And I've already done Africa, and then you've got South America. It's twenty one thousand feet. I can't even remember how to pronounce that one. Um, and then of course, you got Everest, which is like twenty nine thousand or something crazy like that. 
So, I mean, there's there's some mountains to be climbed, man. I would I would love to do it. I really would. But uh, such a unique. I don't skill think that set. one's in the uh, cards for this year. No, I'd make a tough twenty twenty three. Okay, so I got a couple comments we're gonna do, and then we'll hit our poop question. Uh, Riff outdoors can't get the thermometer, but just spent six hundred dollars on a tent. Listen, Riff. <laughs> Look at him calling you out. Listen, Riff. It was seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and now I can't afford the thermometers. You're right, because I spent seven hundred dollars on a tent. But don't worry, we make millions here, so I'll be fine. <laughs> um ron mueller said uh i have a dutch word banyan and my standard under quilts work fine oh. so we were talking about that earlier yeah the bridge hammock. so yep so that that bridge hammock will work all right on to the poop question yeah are you ready jeremiah you want my backpacking youtube channel before no that's the last thing we're gonna say before all we go all right That'll be our last thing. So Jeff Peters asked this question, and he entitled it Poop Question. What is your favorite phrase to yell as you're using a privy? <laughs> what a ridiculous question, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> favorite phrase to yell? <clears throat> mine, mine is pretty simple. What is it? Please be solid. Please be solid. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. That's everybody's nightmare is that it's not. Yeah, you really want so, uh, what's called a flawless victory. You heard of this? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, that is the gem of the poops on trail. Yes. When you when you have limited need for toilet paper. Yes. That is very important. A favorite phrase to yell as you're using a privy. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want to yell. But hopefully it's not, uh, I want to do the opposite, what I don't want to yell. Is that okay? Please do. I don't want to yell out in pain. That's what I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to ah! yell on the preview. Do you want to see some of the ones that people are putting on here right I now? Would, I would love to. Okay, so the first one, bombs away. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, we've got got one in a headlock. <laughs> Good lord! Tom <laughs> Farrell was quidly. Uh, this one's great. Uh, my word, what a turd! Good. Um, <laughs> here's this one's great. Don't miss. <laughs> That's good. Uh, here we go. Uh, incoming. Oh, let's see. Let's. Uh, is there any more? Oh, <laughs> I don't remember eating that. <laughs> Mass with Delta. <laughs> Here's one pilot to co-pilot to co-pilot. And then we'll, sh we'll just do one more here. Um, oh, we got, we'll do two more. Uh, we got what? I didn't eat any corn. Oh, no, that one's tough. That's tough. And then the last one, look out below. <laughs> so, all right, Jeremiah, we are at the end of tonight's episode. Why don't you share with everybody real quick? What is, is your miscellaneous favorite backpacking channel? On YouTube. Um, I have to say the ones that inspired me. The two that inspired me the most to start my channel. And Dixie. Dixie's one of them. You know who the other yep. one is? Not a chance. We no. had him on the podcast, too. It was Darwin. Shug. 
No, Darwin. Shug. Jason actually introduced me to Suge. I didn't know who he was. And then Jason's like, dude, if you want a hammock camp, you got to check out Suge. And I was like, he oh, yeah. is legit and entertaining. But, yeah, I'd say Darwin and Dixie, they're two of the goats. It broke my heart whenever Darwin stopped making videos. But uh, Oh, you didn't like, know? He's come back. Yeah, I know he's back in the game, dude. But yeah, he, he's going to do it again. He had a drought there for a while, took a little break, done his media company, and now he is releasing some of his own gear, I hear. He's got a backpack coming out, et cetera. I got to say, those two are up there, top tier for me. And I, I feel like not only me, but also a ton of different people they've inspired to get outdoors. So Darwin, Dixie, huge shout out to them. And also thanks for uh, gracing us with your presence on the podcast in the past. Yeah, and both were great guests. I mean, we had such awesome conversations with them even before and after the uh, podcast was over. Yeah, great so. people, very easy to talk to and just good human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in for this one. Uh, these these Q&As are always just fun. Yeah, it gives you um, a chuckle. It, gives me cra- it cracks me up. And if you're still listening after we spend all that time talking about those YouTube channels, you are a true fan of our uh, podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So for myself and Jeremiah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks.